Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Welcome back. Uh, just a quick uh, question and answer from Travis here. Good morning. What did Essendon get when they lost him? Uh, Joe Danaher, that is. I'm Essendon supporter, but I think Joe will benefit playing with Gunston and will improve as the year goes on. Travis, they got pick seven as compensation in the end. It slid to pick nine on the night. And Archie Perkins, I believe, was the player Essendon took. And it was a deal and a compensation formula that was the subject of a lot of intrigue, given he went on a three-year deal to Brisbane. And then shortly thereafter, they extended it by two years to spread it out. So... That uh, was in the headlines for a period of time. But to answer your question, uh, they got a pick inside the top 10, so it was a very good one. Uh, Nick Del Sando was a three-time All-Australian. 322 games for the Saints and the Roos, now with Fox Footy. AFL Nation, of course, and he joins us on the captain's run. Good morning, Del. Thanks a lot for your time. Good morning, Sammy. Lovely to join you, as always. I believe you're on the kinder run as well, so I especially <laughs> appreciate it. I hope things are progressing smoothly. Yes, no, no. We've got two off to school and just going to spend a couple of hours with our little girl. So um, some quality time together. Love it. Uh, now, the dogs answered the call last night. They love that. They won the game, but they had to win it. Now, Brisbane perhaps took a step back after a prom- promising resurgence in round two, Dal. Now, who do you trust here? Can you trust either of them at the moment? What did you take away from last night? Well, no, is, is the simple answer. I still feel like we need to see some more evidence from both teams to probably get a better feel of exactly who they are. Um, you speak about the dogs, first of all. And I was watching the game last night and then reflecting on it again this morning. And it reminded me of a Ross Lyon quote that he used to say to us a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it was off the back of a couple of poor performances. And he used to say, I don't care how you get it done, just get it done. And that's what I saw from the dogs last night, <laughs> that it, was, uh, it wasn't pretty. There was a lot of mistakes. And listening to both the press conferences post-game from the coaches, they said it felt like it had a finals atmosphere. So it's always a different style of game. But I was impressed with the dogs. You know, the, the contested possession, I thought they moved the ball a mm. little bit better than they had the first two weeks. But at the end of the day, they just dug deep. And it was a real gritty sort of game. And they got the result. And from the Brisbane Lions perspective, I, I see it a little bit different to their first performance against Port Adelaide. That was diabolical. This wasn't diabolical. They just got beaten by a team that executed better on the night. I thought the Western Bulldogs captain, Marcus Bonzampelli, was was pretty much the game in a nutshell, Dell. Like you like you say, he cooked the ball a bit, he turned it over, he wasn't polished, but I thought his drive was huge. He he's sensing of the big moment. He just has that ability, doesn't he? Or desire, whatever it is, to stand up and perform it at crucial moments, and he just kept coming. Yeah, spot on. And as well as he played with ball in hand, I knew he I know he probably can use the football better. I thought some of his tackling was significant. There was a couple of passages of play where he had a front-on tackle and just stuck it and turned the ball over. And then there was that one in the last quarter where he chased down the opposition on, on, the, on Brisbane's half-forward line, just got a fingertip in and then gets a free kick from, um, from Zorko for a two-high. It, it was both sides of the football, which Marcus has done for a very long time. But I just thought last night they weren't captain's moments in regards to kicking goals. They were mm. captain defensive moments that were, that were significant. How do you solve a, a problem like Joe Danaher, Dale? Now, I know he kicked four <laughs> goals too last week. In fact, he kicked 39-24 last year, but you just can't be sure what you're going to get from him, can you, week to week? 
Well, that's exactly what you get from him. Uh, unfortunately, whether you like it or you don't, and whether you're a Brisbane supporter or you're Chris Fagan, the reality of Danaher is you don't know what you're going to get. You might get brilliance and you might get a genuine mm. match winner. Or last, I'm not saying that he lost the game, but when he kicked like he did, it obviously contributed to them not winning the game. That's Joe Danaher in a nutshell. Unfortunately, you know, the snapshots from what I still think is probably still a set shot position, um, missing those. I, I thought the one that the one I was most disappointed was the shot from 55 in the last quarter yeah. where it, it, Charlie Cameron was on either goal side where he could have put it to the top of the goal screen and allowed Cameron to at least have a one-on-one or a little duck back lead, but the blinkers were on mm. and he went for goal. That was the one that frustrated me more from a Brisbane Lions and Joe Danaher perspective. But, you know, we speak about evidence a lot. The evidence is this is what you get with Joe Danaher. You, you might get brilliance and it might be on grand final day or you may not. And we just, we, we just don't know. Just spreading the net a little bit wider. You were a young buck once in a first-round draft pick. You you must shake your head at the influence of, you know, this generation of players, some of them anyway, who come in and just deliver immediately. So Dacos, Sheasel, uh, Philippo yeah. at your old club, Ashcroft, I could go on and on. They they are performing straight away. It's quite amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, the football future is in very good hands, was my feeling off the back of the first two weeks. And you look at... Harry Sheasel, and we can jokingly say about the way that he's entered the competition, there's players that'll play a long, long time and will never have 30 disposals. Sheasel's done it twice in his mm. first two games. It's, it, it's astounding. It, it probably, you need to give kudos to their, to their, that's my little girl. She's just found a, uh, she's she, just found a lolly. She she's agrees. She's a lollipop in the car. So she's uh, overly happy at, at uh, quarter to 10 in the morning. She's going to get a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, but in, in regards to these young guys coming through, it, it, their, their development and their understanding of the system, but also their professionalism when they step into the competition, they're, they, they're physically capable of running the, the distance in regards to the demands that the game has, but they're also so smart and then so confident to go out and do it. And, you know, Nick Dacos is an easy example in his second year about mm. the way that he's setting this competition on fire. Sheasel's been brilliant to watch. I was at the game last week and saw um, Philippou do what he did from a key forward perspective. But for saying all that, Sammy, there's probably never been a better time to come into the AFL in regards to the way if you can find the football as a youngster, you're going to get the footy because of the team defence sort of zone style. If you're smart, you can get it 25 to 30 times. I really want to ask you about the Saints and, and the big night coming up for the 150th. But before we get to that, Dale, a lot of texts coming through from Collingwood supporters, Richmond supporters. Massive game tonight at the G. Sell out on paper, of course. They'll be packed in there. I just want to know, do you think Richmond can ask enough questions of Collingwood given their issues at selection? So no short, no dusty, no hopper, no broad. Yeah. It, it, can they challenge Collingwood? My answer is no, as I sit here right now. And I think what we've seen already in the first couple of weeks is teams can significantly improve or drop away from week to week. So I think we're still trying to work them out. But no, the the pies and the style of play that they're playing at the moment is more entertaining, faster and better than anybody else. And I'm going to put the D's in there as well, even though I've got the D's as my premiership favourite. Right now, it's, it's the pies. They are... They are so fun to watch, and I can only imagine how much fun it must be to play the mm. style of footy that they're playing. Um, I've watched a couple of Tigers games. I did their game out at uh, Casey a few weeks ago, which was a pracky match against the D's. No, they're, I mean, they're a good team, but I just can't see them really pushing the very, very good teams as it currently stands, let alone when they've got the players out that they do. 
Now, over at Essendendale, Kyle Langford uh, did his best to add some spice to this 150th birthday bash uh, against yeah. Essendon by suggesting the Saints viewed the Bombers as a soft kill. Um, who'd have thought these two would be two and zip? Um, yep. What are the plans for the night? Have you got an involvement as a, as a, as a former star of the club? Yeah, well, first of all, I'll just touch on those comments. Yeah. I don't think St Kilda, and this is my words, not the St Kilda's and definitely not Ross Lyons, I don't think St Kilda has the right to ever treat someone as a soft kill. But that's, that's the reality of the situation with where they're at mm. and where they've been in recent years. And knowing Ross Lyons very, very well, uh, he will be very pointy to make sure if there is any sense of complacency that that will be nipped in the bud very, very early. It would have already been done by now, knowing that they're um, rolling out tomorrow night. So I, I hope, first thing, I just hope it's a great game of football, like a really good, entertaining game of football. Essendon yet to lose a game. Saints in a similar position. And also for, for the Saints and all their supporters for the last 150 years. It's a significant night. And... You know, the storyline's not as pleasing as it could be with only one premiership, but this club has been built on other things, unfortunately, that have been forced into a position about, you know, loyalty mm. and the passion and the optimism that one day that there'll be a second premiership in the uh, trophy cabinet at Moorabbin. So really looking forward to tonight. There's a lot of functions on tomorrow night. I'll be at one of them pre-game, mm. which is really good, and then be able to sit back and enjoy the game with a handful of past players. Now, pull me up here if I'm straying into sort of sensitive territory because the club has been pretty tight-lipped on, on the plans for the night, which, which is fair enough. And as always yeah. with these things, there's a lot of intrigue on whether the great Tony Lockett will attend. Do you think Plugger will be in the house tomorrow, Dal? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure where that question was going to go. Uh, I don't know, but I hope so. Yeah. And in my 12 years at the Saints, I reckon I crossed paths with him once, maybe twice. Right. And I do recall, it actually might have been a Hall of Fame dinner at um, at Crown one night. This is a long, long time ago, maybe 12 years ago. I think he made a guest appearance. Um, actually, it was it was the event that um, Spud Frawley was yeah. trying to introduce him and was a blubbering mess. That Hall, was the, um, Hall of Fame, I think it was. It was, yeah. And that was the only time I think I saw him in person as sort of a past St Kilda player. I hope so, Sammy. And I hope all the... The champions are at the football club and you know those that are still around from the 66 Premiership um, in particular. But it is a significant night for the football club and, and hopefully we can celebrate in, celebrate in the right way. No, absolutely. Hey, just before we let you go, Dal, I know you're in the women's program down there, but you'll be speaking to people in the men's program. You're crossing paths all the time. I'm keen on your take. I mean, are you, are you seeing it again? Like Ross has that incredible ability to get total buy-in when he arrives and for, for long yeah. after as well. Because the effort shown in the first couple of uh, weeks have been enormous. I mean, they're engaged, they're motivated, they're bringing amazing effort. Are you, are you seeing it all over again down there? I am. not from the, I'm not involved in the, the Monday to Friday aspect of the boys' program. Mm. I, I do cross paths with them and see them um, from a distance. But it's exactly what I'm seeing on the weekend, Sammy. And you started to sound a little bit like Ross then with some of the, you know, they're enormous and all the old things that he used to <laughs> cliche say and how much he loved Lenny. <laughs> But, yeah, 100%. And Ross, to his credit, has an amazing ability to bring a group of players together, whether they're highly talented or they're um, just good average plays, and to get them to play in a system that has an unbelievable outcome. And I think we've seen it already in the first two weeks. Their defensive pressure and team system has been exceptional and different to what we've probably seen previously. But the, the big change that I've noticed with the boys... Um, on field is the offense, the the freedom to take the game on, mm. to you know overlap and be really creative and get the ball as quickly as you can from the defensive half into the front half. And 
to give the likes of, you know, Caminiti, who's played two games, Philip, who, as you touched on before, two games, Mitch Owens, I think, played nine games off the top of my head. Like, these aren't household names yet, but they're just giving an opportunity to compete, and it is just fun to watch. Great to have you on, mate. Appreciate you finding the time. Uh, I hope you have a great day with your daughter there. And also, I hope you have a great night tomorrow for the big celebration at the MCG against uh, the Bombers for St Kilda's 150th. Enjoy it. Thanks, mate. Well, I think they're expecting at least 60. If they could squeeze over 70,000 at the MCG tomorrow night, that'd be really special. Indeed. Would be magnificent. There he is, Nick Del Santo.